You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Tuesday morning, December 11th, and it is a good morning. We get to celebrate our Church of the Week today and excited to do that with our friends from Trinity Lutheran Church in Orchard Farm. Excited. Trinity Lutheran Church and School, I should say. Mm -hmm. Orchard Farm is our Church of the Week. Excited to share their story with you today. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us in studio, Pastor... I keep hitting my microphone. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's not really helpful to the listener, is it? I'm sorry. Joining uh, us in studio, Pastor, <laughs> Pastor James Thomas of Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Orchard Farm. Uh, so glad to have you. Thanks so much for being our guest and our Church of the Week. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. And you're kind of new to Trinity Orchard Farm, uh, only in the last couple of years, but not new to St. Louis, right? Correct. Yeah, I was uh, actually born here, raised here, and uh, still live here, so... And I love St. Louis, so it's hometown. So Trinity Orchard Farm, for those not familiar with the area, now all, thanks to all of our Trinity Orchard Farm listeners who are listening mm-hmm. today, uh, you know where you are, but maybe not everyone else knows where <laughs> Trinity Orchard Farm is. Can you clue us in, Pastor? Yeah, sure. Um, so Trinity is basically on the uh, northern part of St. Charles, and uh, we're about, if you know where uh, Emmanuel Lutheran Church is, we're about 10 minutes uh, just northeast of there. So essentially just taking Highway 270 up to 370, mm-hmm. and uh, we're up in, in that neck of the woods right there off of Highway 94. So, yeah. So just on the, the northern edge of St. Charles. Right there. Uh, we're right in the confluence of the Mississippi and the Missouri River. So oh uh, if you know like where you're going to take the Grafton Ferry over, that's kind of the road that you'd go uh, to uh, to go right by Trinity. So. How would you describe the the community where Trinity is today? Uh, the community essentially is uh, what I would gauge is probably f- fairly rural, um, right around the church and the school. Um, but if you get really uh, within about two to three miles of that, um, society is encroaching, and uh, <laughs> uh, Newtown and a lot of other planned unit developments and uh, other types of um, subdivisions are inching their way closer to the uh, the community there in Orchard Farm. So, uh, but. Um, I, I would classify it, you know, pretty pretty rural area for the most part. So, yeah. So, what have been some some interesting things about the history of Trinity? Uh, you you shared with us a little bit before we went on the air. It's yeah. been there what a hundred years. Yeah. So uh, the the interesting thing is that actually the school was there uh, before the church. So um, the uh, the the school itself has been in operation since about 1862. Wow. Um, so a long time. It was actually founded by. Um, Emmanuel Lutheran in there in St. Charles, and uh, they were really wanting to get out into what they called the Prairie District at the time, and they essentially built the school um, about uh, about that time, and then about ten years, nine years, ten years later, the uh, the church was built right afterwards. So. Um, Leave it to the Lutherans to start with a school, right? Yeah, right. They start. We love <laughs> Lutheran education. We love Lutheran education. Yeah. As soon as they found somebody to take the call. Somebody came and uh, the school was school was born. So uh, so Trinity has a, a big roots in uh, uh, big roots in the, the Lutheran education system. So it's very important to uh, to our identity 
as a uh, congregation. So absolutely, that's a long legacy of Lutheran education uh, absolutely. at the school. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. How does the school and the church reach out to the community around you mm-hmm. um, and, and to share the good news of the gospel? Sure. Um, well, you know, our main mission is basically, uh, uh, you know, really focuses on the Great Commission. So it is truly teaching, preaching, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Spirit. Uh, and that's really the kind of core message uh, that our day school, um, you know, puts out into our community. And uh, we have uh, right now about 40 students. So it's a smaller school. Um, it's a, you know, maybe what you might consider a non-traditional school. So we have uh, three grades. Um, so we have kindergarten through eighth grade separated, uh, you know, into uh, combined grades. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, when I got there, I have to be honest, I, it was kind of interesting. I didn't, didn't really know a whole lot about that kind of educational structure. And, uh, you know, having been there now for a couple of years, I can say that it's really something truly unique, uh, remarkable. And honestly, I really think it's a gem uh, of Lutheran education uh, to see these school kids all come together, really. And it really is almost more of what I would consider a... Uh, a family type of environment, uh, you know, when you have eighth graders helping out, you know, second and third graders and, uh, you know, really having that family kind of uh, environment is really something that's strong there at Trinity. So, yeah, yeah. yeah small class sizes can be can be a huge benefit mm-hmm. uh, for children as well to give them a different perspective and, and more. Yeah. It's not quite intergenerational <laughs> because yeah. the age range isn't quite yeah. as big. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of interaction with kids yeah. that aren't their own ages can be uh, yeah. a really huge benefit yeah. for education. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, and, and the teachers, uh, the teachers that we have there. Nothing wrong with any teachers anywhere else, but uh, I would say <laughs> that Trinity has some of the best uh, educational staff anywhere uh, anywhere in the country. So uh, they're absolutely uh, just such great Christian women and are so dedicated to the kids. I've quite honestly never seen anything like it. So um, I'm very proud to be part of, of their, their ministry there. So. Sure. And so the, the church is also just, just 10 years younger than the school. Yeah. The, uh, the, so the church, uh, I believe, um, there's a lot of history here, and I'm fairly new, but uh, <laughs> off my top of my head, I believe the church was founded on um, on Trinity Sunday in 1876, so uh, just shortly after became uh, an actual congregation of the LCMS following a couple of years later. So um, it's got a very rich history. Um, they actually had all German services uh, up until um, I think around World War One. maybe they started uh, integrating uh, English services into the German services, and then around 1939... You know, with uh, with World War II, you could see they uh, they had all uh, English services falling past there. So long history out there in that area of of worshiping. So, mm-hmm. so you brought us up to nineteen thirty nine. Yeah, that's getting there. Yeah, but I, I mean that that is you know just what an interesting history and uh, the, mm-hmm. the school still going mm-hmm. uh, going strong and uh, serving the community with a faithful Christian education, faithful Lutheran school. Um, what, uh, in Advent, a busy season, I'm sure, for many congregations. <laughs> yeah. Special yeah. Advent services during this month? Yeah, Advent services. So we uh, traditionally, like a lot of other congregations, we'll have uh, soup suppers starting at uh, 6 o'clock and then uh, our traditional worship starting at 7 o'clock all the Wednesdays in uh, in Advent. So, Other special services? 
Uh, yeah, we uh, we started recently uh, doing a festival of nine lessons and carols, which uh, came from King's College in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I changed the service over a couple of years ago from what we were traditionally doing just because I think it, it offers such a rich history. And, you know, let's face it, there's a lot of people that don't come to church except Christmas Eve and Easter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... Um, it's one of those things that uh, it's great to be able to see the life of the whole breadth of Scripture in one service, uh, also kind of coupled with, you know, some just very traditional, very Christ-centered music uh, of the Christmas season. So um, we've started doing that uh, in the last uh, two years now, and uh, people seem to really enjoy it. And also it's an opportunity to learn, uh, you know, about the history of the church and also about how Christ interacts with the world. So, um so we invite anyone out to uh, come out on Christmas Eve, and uh, we'll be having regular services at 4 o'clock and also at 9 o'clock p.m. And uh, like I said, we invite anybody to come out and uh, and worship with us. So Very good. Yeah. Okay, exciting. now you mentioned music. I'm curious, any special? Yes. You mentioned having lessons and mm-hmm. carols. What yeah. role does music play at Trinity? Um, well, we have a huge choir of about 12 people. Uh, <laughs> hey, that, that can a, be a very a big choir. It's small, but yeah. mighty. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they're very good. And we're also blessed to have uh, the talents of uh, one special family, the Hart family in our congregation, who uh, has their entire family of about seven or eight of them that all play instruments and nice. also uh, sing and are extremely talented. And uh, whenever they join us, it pretty much doubles the size of the choir mm-hmm. uh, and actually adds a very nice uh, musical component to our, our, our worship services. And the other nice thing is we also have uh, excellent choirs uh, from our kids. So uh, we have the kids that sing, um, you know, sometimes the younger kids, sometimes the older kids. And uh, so they, uh, they do a wonderful job and, uh, and really add to, uh, to the worship service as well. So, yeah. Children's choirs are the best. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 great. You know, I, I got to say, the first time that I was there, um, my last church, we didn't have a whole lot of kids in our, our church, and we didn't have a school either. So the first Sunday that I was there, uh, the uh, teachers had them all welcome me by singing this little gospel light of mine. <sighs> and yeah, I, I was going to cry. It was, really, it, was, it was great. So, What have you found that you like about being a pastor in a congregation with a school like Trinity? Mm-hmm. You know, I have to say that probably one of the most, one of the most coolest things uh, is I kind of experienced this uh, last year. Is that you know you go through these years of confirmation with these kids, and you're you know I'm there. I teach confirmation three days a week, and uh, so I spend quite a bit of time, um, you know, getting to know their world, who they are, and uh, and and just teach them the faith. And what's really neat is we do our uh, you know, our confirmation service on Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was great because last year, while the, the eighth graders were, were being confirmed, the uh, the younger grades, all of the other grades, sang a song to them while they were taking communion for the first time. And mm-hmm. oh, it was just so cool. I, I mean, I was, I, I got goosebumps. <laughs> just, you know, it's like I felt like they were my kids growing up and starting a, uh, you know, their, their life of faith. So it, it was, it was really a touching kind of moment that really kind of, Makes some of the days when being a pastor isn't quite as fun. Really <laughs> makes uh, really makes you thankful that you are given the opportunity to do that and share Christ with these young people. So <laughs> wonderful. Well, it's neat to see that connection among the students across the ages. Mm-hmm. Where my son is a student uh, at St. Mark's, the the kindergartners learn a song, and then uh-huh. all the other kids when they 
reach the end of the school year, then all the other kids sing that uh. together. It's like a, a tradition at the school that all kids sing uh, the song to one another. Um, There's a special song that once you've reached, you know, kindergarten, <laughs> all the kids sing the song to you. So, or finish kindergarten, I should say. Well, it is, it's a privilege and a, a joy to get to have some time with you today and, yeah. and learn more about Trinity Lutheran Church and School and Orchard Farm. And so grateful to have you as our Church of the Week. And uh, tell us a little bit about um, the, the KFUO listeners at Trinity um, <laughs> yeah. and why, why uh, Trinity wanted to be Church of the Week this sure. week. So, um, you know, we have a lot of uh, listeners at Trinity that listen to KFUO quite regularly. And uh, we are also blessed to uh, have uh, Pastor Mark Hawkins come out uh, from time to time as well, usually about once a year, and share a message with us as well. Uh, but we, we, we love the programming here at Trinity, and one of our uh, couples in the church uh, said, hey, this would be a good idea. And uh, they asked me if I thought it would be a good idea, and I said, absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's kind of how we, uh, we, we, we got here to this point. But uh, yeah, we are we're we have a lot of regular listeners to KFUO and are truly thankful for the ministry that comes out of these microphones and out of the Holy Spirit working through people and their voice and 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 it's a great ministry. So we're happy to support it and be a part of it. So. Well, we're thankful for your partnership and thankful mm-hmm. to to have you as our guest today on the Coffee Hour. Thanks so much for joining us, Pastor Thomas. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're Thanks listening to the me. Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.